it again, it's the long game. Like we didn't just meet and we were like, everything is so easy and simple and seamless and effortless. Yes, the sparks did fly when we met, but no, it was not just, you know, lazy river <laughs> cruising. This is true. Is it lazy river cruising right now? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I didn't know what you were going to say, but that's funny. It's definitely not lazy river cruising. Welcome to Something More Human. I'm Sam. And I'm Elliot. We're a married couple exploring human connection and its impact on ours, our guests, and our listeners' lives. Join us in creating something more human. Okay, I'm ready. Welcome back to the Something More Human podcast. We are so excited to have you here. And on the theme of this episode, I also want to say I'm so excited to have you here. Because coming out of the episode with Kay and Mel, we talked a little bit about don't water yourself down. And we always tell our guests, we're so excited to have you here, but I'm excited to have you here, even though the podcast wouldn't happen without you because we're co-hosts. Excited to have me here in my own living room. Yes, I'm excited to have you here and I'm excited to be doing this together with you. I'm excited to have you as well. Great. Welcome. (laughs) So in this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about our reflections and takeaways from episodes one and two and what that has looked like for us, what it might look like moving forward and how we're challenging you as the listener or viewer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We were thinking of, you know, um, ways to present the podcast and how to sort of structure it. And we thought, you know, having a couple episodes of interviews Mm -hmm. and then having this to sort of look back on and maybe tell a little bit about, tell the audience a little bit about what you and I learned mm-hmm. and how we could um, take that information moving forward. So I think, I think this is a good um, structure. I think it's a good structure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really I'm excited do. about it. Um, and we'll see. I think this, these will be obviously much shorter, but I think that'll be a nice little, little break in between the longer ones. So I'm excited for this episode, actually. I'm really excited about it. Me too. So let's start first with our interview with Kate and Mel. I want to pull out a couple of the themes from that episode. And the first one we started talking about was proximity and kind of trying to answer the question, what does new friendship look like? And what does continued friendship look like if proximity is not the driving factor? And a couple of things that we pulled out from that were analog methods of communication, like writing letters and channeling your pen pal self. Um, Consistency was a really big one reaching out when you think of someone, I think that that one kind of helps balance consistency because life is busy, right? Mm -hmm. Like straight up consistency is hard sometimes, especially when it comes to communication, especially when it comes to like shooting the shit with your friends. So reaching out when you think of someone, even if it's small, like, hey, I saw this book in the store, it made me think of you. Or, okay, I did my hair like this, made me think of you. Did I text her this morning? You bet I did. Nice, that's cool. So that was a, a one that, stuck with me. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also being present. So even if we're physically proximate, we're in the same space together. If we're not both present, that connection is superficial, right? Like if your mind is going in a million directions and you're not actually here with me mentally, it doesn't matter that we're physically close. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's good to bring up because Mel was, or Kay, excuse me, was talking about, you know, her own husband, her relationship to her husband in Mm -hmm. proximity to their house and how you know, even in the same household, um, sometimes you, you're just like ships in the night, you know, you're just missing one another. Um, and I don't know how many times we're going to say this word. I mean, we'll look at, maybe we'll be able to look at some metrics with AI and, and see how many times we say the word intention. But I think (laughs) that is like the, the key theme, um, at least of the last three episodes, including this one is, is intention. Um, and I, I basically what I'm just saying is like the proximity things and, you know, is important, but you have to be intentional, even with this, even with the person that you're in the same house with, in sure. order to connect with them. That's you know that that takes work and and um, and attention. So, so yeah, I, I I really like the analog connection method. So that you know, for those of you who didn't quite listen to that at that episode, um, she was talking about pen pals that she had friends that she had made in Vienna, and mm-hmm. she was writing physical letters to them, and that helped her feel close to them. And I think that's such a cool idea. You know, the further we get into tech. Um, I think that there's more need for the for the things on the other side, which are mm-hmm. physical written letters that we used to do that when we first met. That's true. We had a note. We had like several notebooks filled up and we would write to each other before, mm-hmm. I think, like leading up to our, mar- our marriage. 
right? Those are somewhere. Oh, no, I think that we did it, it well into our first couple of years of marriage. And I think that was pretty powerful. Mm-hmm. I know? agree. And I, I also think like, yes, our phones can keep a record of like every text message we've ever sent each other. Mm-hmm. But having a physical document that we sat down with intention to write in and now we have as a keepsake is totally different and a really kind of sweet thing for us to reflect on. Yeah. I don't know if this is corny or not, but I guess it doesn't matter. But even just seeing that person's penmanship, there's a a connection there that Mm. is like almost like otherworldly for me. Like seeing your penmanship makes me feel you a little bit more than like reading a text message. Mm. You know what I mean? Because that text message is blue and it's the same font as every other person I get a text message from. Sure. You know what I mean? So another huge theme coming out of that episode was kind of leaning on the cliche, like you can't pour from an empty cup and connection to yourself is what allows you to connect with other people. And we talked a lot about therapy, a lot about therapy in that episode. Mm-hmm. And if you guys didn't catch that, we are huge proponents of therapy, individual therapy, couples therapy, marriage therapy, talk therapy, EMDR, like whatever the modality is. Mm-hmm. We're big fans. And something that I thought was really profound that you said in that episode was around if you practice vulnerability and you practice connecting to other people, like literally just socializing, then that might also open you up to the possibilities of therapy, like practicing the muscle of connecting with someone else, being vulnerable, tapping into that side of yourself. I think words like, you know, I'm thinking of the audience and like when you were or a a male who's going through it and, and wants therapy, just hasn't done it yet. And then you're talking about like the practice of being vulnerable, like simple words, but like, what does that really mean? You know? Mm-hmm. And so I think kind of explaining that might be, might be beneficial for, for both of us and for the viewers. But, um, like for me, like we talked about in that episode as well, like if you're, if you know, small things, like if you're thinking of someone, you know, like just reach out to them. If you're thinking mm-hmm. about them and you miss them or you love them and, and something makes you think of them and you, like you just spoke about your hair reminded you of mm-hmm. Kay. And so you sent her a message that means something to her, you know? Yeah. And, and I think it's like, fuck it. If it's corny. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> um, I totally agree with that. Yeah. So especially for, you know, male friendships, you know, if you, if you think of them, call them, if you think of them, just shoot them, shoot them a, twi- a quick text. And basically what I'm saying is that to me is, is like a start, like, okay like what is well what do you mean Ellie? like what is what is being vulnerable like what do i do to me it's it's something simple like that you know mm-hmm. and i think that that opens the door and that sort of tells the other person too a little bit about you know where you are and, and maybe what um maybe it opens the door for them to sort of re- reciprocate mm-hmm. that vulnerability you know what i mean so it always starts with you so i think that's an interesting point you're making around a question that we didn't really answer in that episode but we did ask which is especially in regard to men how do we affect change on a large scale? And mm-hmm. like, how do we open the doors and open our arms to model for men that like, we want everyone to be vulnerable and it's safe for you specifically to be vulnerable. And sure. that like upholding this like machismo status quo is not doing anyone any good. And I think as I reflect on that episode and as I think about kind of how you go about the world, it's definitely a lead by example and like a drop in the bucket eventually overflows. Mm -hmm. So practicing those small things of like, we're going out and having conversations and trying to be vulnerable, like going there in those conversations, even though it could be kind of uncomfortable or reaching out to that person, even though it feels corny or cringy, like doing those things and leading by example may not affect change right now in this moment, but five years when you look back, how many lives will one person have touched? Mm -hmm. And then how many lives do all those people's lives also touch? I think that it, to some people, like it literally seems like a magic pill and those usually don't work, right? Like things, if it's too good to be true, it's usually not. Oh, like therapy seems like a magic pill? Yeah. And it Mm -hmm. is. And that's exactly what it is in in my opinion. Um, and there are, there are other things that we could talk about specifically that, you know, I don't want to get boring about but basically like, you know, some people do go, like a lot of people do go to therapy, but they try it once they find someone, they don't vibe and they just stop and you do have to find the right person. Like it has to be mm-hmm. someone that you can, you know, that not even, I guess, yeah, definitely that you can trust, but someone that you can just get along with, you know, out in outside conversation, not just about your personal matters. So anyway, yeah. So we, you know, 
we had we've we've got a new friend here in Denver, and we went out to to uh, you know for drinks with him and their partner, and talking about um, you know like childhood trauma, mm-hmm. and he just seemed pretty apprehensive about the idea of therapy, and I think like my role in that relationship is to be like as vulnerable as vulnerable with him as I can, mm-hmm. um, and and just sort of you know tell him my experience with with therapy because I think that it could definitely you know, help him and change his life. Yeah. And, and like so, your story of therapy and that it isn't a blue pill. Like I'm going to disagree right. with you a little bit about people think it's a magic pill. Cause I think on one hand, I see your perspective that like, well, if it was that easy, everyone would do it. Or mm-hmm. like I tried one time and it didn't work. But the other side of that coin is it is a long game. Like most things that are worthwhile in life, like it is finding that right therapist that you vibe with and Mm -hmm. we're just humans and sometimes the vibe is right and sometimes it's not so being persistent that you find the person where the vibe is right and then like i don't know that i can think of anyone off the top of my head who has gone to therapy seen results and it not be less than 12 months 24 months three five years like it is really that long game and that consistency and I think if you can shift your perspective that most things in life have that element to them, mm-hmm. whether it's marriage, whether it's friendship, whether it's fitness, right. diet, health overall, meditation, mindfulness, like literally whatever it is, that element is a through line. Totally. I, I just want to like pull on the thread that is social media is a highlight reel. We all know that. Mm-hmm. Cognitively, we understand that. But emotionally, I think that we forget really often. And so I know that there are a lot of people who see our relationship and they're like, oh man, I wish I could just find the right person that like things just click, the sparks just fly. It's so easy and seamless. Like it is work. It is so much work. And that has, we've been able to see the direction that we're going and we've decided that that work would be worth it. Sometimes it's not, but it, again, it's the long game. Like we didn't just meet and we were like, everything is so easy and simple and seamless and effortless. Yes. The sparks did fly when we met, but no, it was not just, you know, lazy rivered <laughs> cruising. This is true. Is it lazy river cruising right now? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I didn't know what you were going to say, but that's funny. It's definitely not lazy river cruising. It's easier. I would say we're like kayaking in in a bay now and we're not like trying to surf in frigid water with giant waves and neither of us know how to surf. Like Mm -hmm. the climate has changed, but I don't know. It's still, it just takes work. It just takes a lot of work, you know, coexisting with anybody is coexisting with anybody in the same house is, um, is a lot of work, especially when you're, uh, romantically involved. Yeah, and I I will also zoom out and say that a a huge point of us talking about our relationship is that there was an element for each of us that we did individual therapy. So we did this. You can't bring your best self to the table if you're not actively working on yourself. You can't pour from an empty cup. So whether you're looking for a romantic relationship, whether you're looking for deep friendships, whether you're looking to expand the ones you have or start new ones – I do really think that like watering your own seed is an excellent place to start. Mm-hmm. And if you're not sure where to start, start with that. Like go find a therapist, mm-hmm. Google therapists in my area mm-hmm. or like XYZ insurance therapy. But what we spoke about at the end of um, KML's episode was like, you know, everything exists on YouTube. So if you're not, if you're, if you're not ready to take that step or maybe you can't afford it, maybe you don't have health insurance. Like that's, that's something that we're not talking about is, you know, mm-hmm. is, is the means like, you know, some people just can't afford it. Some people don't have, you know, the insurance to, to cover it. And, um, but if you're, you know, if you're skeptical, like just YouTube, like, you know, what a typical therapy session might look like. Mm-hmm. And I think even that can really, you know, serve as a catalyst to, to, to get on the phone and, and make that call or at least, you know, log on to your provider and, and, you know, figure out who's in your network, you mm-hmm. know, or even the free apps out there. I really, really love insight timer and it's free and it's something that I've used for the last two plus years. I listen to the same, like three meditations. So once you find the thing that you like, there are lots of avenues. I like that you're bringing up, you know, not everybody has the time or the means or the insurance or the whatever there are options out there. So 
get your feet wet. Maybe it's a mm-hmm. free meditation app. Maybe it's a YouTube video on like what the fuck did therapists teach you? Maybe it's watching a group therapy session, you know, whatever it may be. I think that's one thing that we as Sam and Elliot are encouraging you, the listener viewer, to get out and do literally this week. Totally. I, I agree. Before we transition to talking a little bit more about our episode with Tess and Nadia, I want to kind of do rapid fire speed round of the tips and tricks and themes coming out of our episode with Mel and Kay. A huge one was be present and act. So we talked about guiding momentum is always going to be easier than getting started. If you're feeling like it's difficult, it is. Getting started is the hardest part and showing up is the hardest part. Whoops. <laughs> is that an outtake? <laughs> <laughs> what I wanted to say about that is I think one of the best parts about our marriage and maybe people, it seems like in conversations, like people think that being the complete op, like being the complete opposite of somebody is like a recipe for disaster in a relationship. Like, Oh, we just don't have anything in common. And like you and I are sort of there. Like we do obviously have things in common, um, but like we're so opposite in so many ways. Um, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to relate this directly, but the idea of being present, like I, I, am on one end of that and you're on the other, right? Like you are very present mm-hmm. and goal oriented and, and it's like what, you know, one foot in front of the other and it's not looking, you know, back at the step that you took and I'm always sort of reflecting and ruminating. And basically what I'm trying to say is, yeah, you know, the importance of presence is like such a big deal, especially just in the last few weeks in my life, like thinking about, you know, how important and powerful it is to have time to yourself to, to like meditate and just to be with yourself physically and let yourself observe your thoughts and other like there's a lot, a lot of power in that you know and seeing our trajectories since we've since we've um gotten married you know like your your path is sort of shot up a lot quicker than mine um and i think a lot of that has to do with presence presence of mind you know being intentional and mm-hmm. i think those are two of the same things and so i think it's just a beautiful thing to to, to see in our marriage and to, to to give that advice for people is like presence of mind is really important and i think that you know, my enemy is definitely my phone and that Mm -hmm. completely takes, you know, our presence away and everyone struggles with that. So, um, you know, that would be like a, a tip that I would give myself and the viewers is just, you know, spend more time being uncomfortable, like spend more time quiet. Yeah. Spend more time and, and, you know, give give yourself, you know, schedule yourself some quiet time. And you do that every, you do that every morning Mm -hmm. before I wake up and you're doing that at night now. Yeah. I would almost argue that 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 just one thing even Mm -hmm. if it's two minutes five minutes there are some mornings like this morning where I wake up and I do my routine which is the same thing I do every single morning Mm -hmm. but there are just some mornings where Mm -hmm. I finish my meditation or I listen to a podcast or something about the combination of things I do in the morning just fires me the fuck up Mm -hmm. and I'm like the Hulk ready to take on the day. And that's exactly what I'm talking about when I say it's going to be easier to guide the momentum than it is to get started, to go from zero. Mm -hmm. And the little baby steps are still starting. Yeah. And what I will say about that is, so yeah, our schedule is, you know, I stay up later and then I get up, you know, a lot later than Sam does. Sam will get up at six or six 30 in the morning. And this morning, you know, you got up and then you came in the room and I was just getting out of bed and there was like an energy and I was like, okay, this is going to be a good morning. I could tell. And it's, it's small things like that, that, that could set up the rest of the day. Cause I think yesterday we got up to a bad start. I don't remember how, but maybe the energy just wasn't there, but you came in the bedroom this morning and like came sat down next to me and I could just tell, I was like, oh, she had like a great morning of meditating and visualizing. And, you know, I knew that you had gotten a lot of things done and, um, it's just powerful. Like those small mm-hmm. things are, are like, you know, it's a snowball effect. And so now we're here doing the podcast vibes are good. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think it started with, you know, with you this morning, taking time to yourself to be present. I think and a point that so, you're making too is like, okay, I'm doing that work on myself. Right. Mm-hmm. And whether it's in the context of our romantic relationship or it's in the context of like us being besties, it affects you, right? It, it then inspires you. It then lets you know, okay, I can have a great day too. Like it's infectious and that 
that internal, I don't know if it's awakening or work or whatever, like it does infect the people around you. And then you're attracting people, right, who want to be around that, who also want to do that. And then I think that that's a way that you find yourself in a community of people that you love, right? For sure. If you're always shit talking, if you're always complaining, if you're Mm -hmm. always finding something wrong with the situation or the service or the product or the whatever. She is definitely calling me out. (laughs) Like the vibes are bad Mm -hmm. and it's going to be more difficult to recover from that. I could, I could really talk about this for an entire podcast episode. And maybe so we should, I'll, sometime. Yeah, maybe we, maybe we should jot this down. So I'll yeah. kind of scale back. But I could not be more passionate about one small thing for yourself to water that seed has massive impact, whether it's just motivation, getting moving, the people around you, your vibe for the day, whatever. Like, it, it really does matter. Yeah. Um, I know that we're trying to go down the list, but I know I think that wasn't that, rapid fire. <laughs> no, it's not. And I, and I think that's okay. And I, and I feel like I'm not trying to be meta or self-reflective in front of the audience, but like, I think that these moments are the moments that people are going to resonate with. Yeah. But like crave in, in our, in our, in our podcast, in our conversation about like, cause I, I I'm struggling with, with being like proud of our relationship and also humble. Like you keep talking about, like we have so many friends that are like, you guys have like the quintessential, like mm-hmm. perfect marriage. Obviously like that's not true. And, and they know that they mm-hmm. know that's not perfect, but we, we hear that a lot. There's something about us that they really like. And I think like getting those kernels of truth, those nuggets mm. are what people are really going to crave. Cause I feel like it's, it's hard. Well, was, it's work. <laughs> well, not that I was feeling like the, like the conversation so far has been superficial, but I'm kind of like trying to like, my brain is so fucking everywhere. I'm trying to like focus. Mm-hmm. But as soon as we start talking about specific things in our marriage, I'm like, okay, this, this is what this podcast is about. Sure. Like this podcast is about you and me, Mm -hmm. you know, and like Mm -hmm. the magic and how we share that with other people. We also talked a little bit about being authentic and not overthinking it. I'm going to collapse. Don't overthink it. Get out of your comfort zone and be authentic all into one. Because I think the thread of if it's corny, who cares? If it's cheesy, who cares? If it's cringy, who cares? If you're thinking about someone, just reach out to them. Mm-hmm. If you're not able to be consistent, but you still reach out when you think of them, to me, that that still holds weight. That's still impactful. That still matters. Mm-hmm. And the edges of your comfort zone, especially when it comes to making new friendships, those edges are where expansion and growth happens. So maybe you're at a bar, maybe you're at your favorite coffee shop, and you talk to a stranger like a really profound moment of realization in that episode was how powerful and impactful coffee shops have been Mm -hmm. in our lives and in the lives of people we love when it comes to making connections Mm -hmm. yeah it's funny you say that um i have a friend who is like trying to he's like you know very very extroverted and you know is all about connection and, and wants to make new friends and he's been trying to find a job that he really enjoys. That's fulfilling. And I've told him over and over again, like you're like, this job is meant for you. Like a coffee shop is meant for you, you know, Mm. for that, for that reason alone, because I think that the most, most of our friends that we have now, not maybe not most, but a lot of the friends that we have now, we've like met in coffee shops. A lot of like the, the like realizations I've had and like chance occurrences I've had have been at coffee shops. I've made, I have a friend whose name is Jack and actually his poetry book is sitting on our coffee table. And he's like, you met him right before mm-hmm. when we were in Albuquerque last time visiting. He's like 70, 75 years old. Mm-hmm. And I'm literally friends with the 75 year old that I met at a coffee shop. Like that is a beautiful thing, you know? And he gifted you a book of his own poetry, which was very touching for yeah, you. Yeah, it's amazing. We've, we've shared some, some notes and um, he's learning French. So we told him we're going to France. Oh yeah. So next time we'll, we come back after that, we'll I'll have to talk to him about it. But uh, you'll have to speak to him in French. Yeah. For, yeah. Probably not, but I'll do my best. <laughs> Okay, so the theme that I feel like has been super impactful, very, very big, if I were to look at like a map of words and the size, what do you know what I'm, do you know what these word maps I'm talking about? Basically, if you look at a map of words and the size of the mm-hmm, word mm-hmm, is determined mm-hmm. by the frequency that it was used. Right. I think intention would be the biggest word on the map so far in this podcast. I already said that earlier, didn't I? How yeah. many times that word's come up? Probably too many, probably a hundred. 
And and I think that's the segue from one episode to another because we talked about intention in totally different ways, in totally different contexts, mm-hmm. from totally different perspectives between the two episodes. And moving into Nadia and Tess's episode, we really started talking about intention with respect to how are you conducting yourself in a community of other makers, mm-hmm. shop owners, mm-hmm. in a physical community that's historic, right? Old Town in Albuquerque is a really historic neighborhood, a well-known neighborhood, a hub for new people and visitors to come to. And so what does intention look like, not just in making new friends, but mm-hmm. also building business relationships and customer relationships? Yeah, I feel like that episode was sort of a masterclass for people who are you know, looking to open a brick and mortar. Mm. I mean, they're, and I can just tell by that conversation that, um, like they're, they're set up, they're setting themselves up for success, but with that intention, with that community aspect in mind. And I think that the beautiful part about that conversation was, um, they're sort of competitors in a way, you know, they could be sure they, they could be, but they, you know, through communication and I think through, you know, vulnerable vulnerability in their own ways, you know, they've realized that, um, like you've said many times, like a high tide raises all boats. Mm-hmm. And so I think this theme of like human connection and intentionality is like what is going to, what is making them successful and what will continue to make them successful. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't agree more. I have some notes about lack of community and lack of connection is what fosters competition. Mm-hmm. We talked about that quite a bit. Yeah. And in a place like old town, or even in a place where you're kind of in a community of brick and mortar that could have a similar vibe, a similar selection of items mm-hmm. that taking that human element and just going in and meeting the shop owner and building that connection. I think that's what really squashes competition and opens you up to these themes that we've already been talking about, like vulnerability, like collaboration, like, we even talked a little bit about ego, right? Like if you meet the other person, it helps both you stay grounded, right? Because they're just literally another person like you are and opens you up to, oh, well, this person and I are really getting along. Maybe we can bounce ideas off of each other. Maybe mm-hmm. we can be collaborative. Mm-hmm. So it, it keeps you tethered to earth and opens you up for all of the possibilities and doors that can get unlocked when you have a community around you. I agree. Um, never want to get political on our podcast, but I think that we, well, we even, we talked about that with, um, K and Mel that in my opinion, like, you know, well, America is obviously a very individualistic culture Mm -hmm. and it sort of fosters those, you know, I think that that is competition is a result of of that culture. Right. And so I think fostering the the opposite mindset of, you know, of community, uh, like-mindedness is like a big deal. And, and obviously in, in their, um, instance is going to benefit them greatly in business and in life. And I just want to harp on that as much as we can, you know, Mm -hmm. that nothing good comes from an individual individualistic culture, Mm -hmm. nothing at all. Yeah. From like work in a silo. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. I just, you know, talking about even, you know, your, your journey and, um, functional movement with rearm and my journey with photography, you know, it's very obvious, you know, if there's not a, if there's not a, uh, like relationship set, like competition exists. And if like, once that barrier is broken, the competition's gone, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that that's a, that's a good thing. Yeah. And it's also something we didn't really get deep in. We kind of just scratched the surface of, which is at the highest level, like referrals, right. Mm-hmm. But, but deeper than that, it's the network is strengthened with more people in it. Right. So even exactly. if, even if we could be direct competitors, if we're collaborating, there is a world where which in which we differentiate ourselves from each other and mm-hmm. create a stronger kind of symbiotic bond back and forth exactly. where we say, oh, you really want a handmade candle? Tess has it. Oh, you really want a, a handmade pair of pants? Nadia has it. Boom. And this, this depth of... I'm, I'm imagining like a spider web, like the silk gets a little bit thicker. And that's something I think that in a new city, you and I are looking to break those doors down and meet people. And it can be uncomfortable sometimes. Like there's an entrepreneur meetup. We're going to go. We don't know anybody, but that's how people start, right? Mm-hmm. Is you walk in and you don't know the other person. And if it doesn't go well, totally fine. And if it does go well, what do you have to gain? You right. know, right. 
yeah, and I, I think for the audience, we can we can hold ourselves accountable in public about about that exactly. Going to some of those things. Going to those events. Yeah. I think that, yeah, we, we haven't really quite gotten there yet in Denver, but we've also been incredibly busy, which I don't think is ever an excuse. But I, I mean, think not if, just busy, but like literally physically not in Denver, right. traveling a lot. Right, right. So, um, yeah, we'll definitely take our own advice and and be more intentional about meeting people in physical space. Yeah. Because that's very important. So, and we did do that. I mean, we went, I went to that that photo meetup that only ended up becoming one person, but that was okay. We met a new guy and, and he was really cool and we mm-hmm. exchanged ideas and um, information. And so that's just, you know, not like it's a, like a notch in a bedpost or something, but like it's one more, is that, is that only sexual notch in a bedpost? <laughs> I think it might be. Is it? I mean, I, that's what I think that's of. That's really funny. I can't believe I said that. I didn't know of another, of another, um, we can, we can say it in a very entrepreneurial business minded way. Maybe I'll just take that and make it my own. <laughs> I'm just saying like, we've added a, you know, a person to our, it's to not our network, just like, but oh, it's not just oh, a number, yeah. you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this goes back to the point that I'm harping on, which might just be the theme of this episode for me, mm-hmm. which is even though this meetup ended up being one person, I was really inspired. Me too. Right. So mm-hmm. then that, that one thing. That was us driving three minutes to the park, meeting this guy, chatting with him the for an hour. The weather was absolutely beautiful. Yeah. That one thing, which was a little bit of discomfort, a little bit on the edge of my comfort zone and your comfort zone. We thought about, you know, what if we just don't go? Mm-hmm. Blame it on the rain. That one thing inspired us to, you know, join a different Facebook group for young entrepreneurs. That right. will be the catalyst for us going to the next event right and it's always it's always those things it's always like the relationships you establish one at a time that are the reason that you get a referral like the referral doesn't come from nowhere a referral comes from someone that you know who Mm -hmm. you've met who enjoys your company who you've exchanged ideas with and you've broken down that wall and so like you know eventually somewhere down the line probably he's going to get a referral from me and vice versa yeah and that's going to lead to you know, to money and, and, and more relationships established. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's just this, it's just this, the snowball effect, you know, honestly, it, it's it like worked. a video game, right? Like you go yeah. talk to the farmer and the farmer gives you a tomato and you take the tomato to the grower's market and the grower's market, you meet this person and this person unlocks the door for that person. And they give you a key that to a portal to a, this it's this huge snowball, which is if you don't take the time for these small, seemingly small interactions, mm-hmm. you don't get the secret sauce for the next thing. You know what I mean? Like Brett told us about this other entrepreneur meetup group, mm-hmm. which is not just photographers, which mm-hmm. I'm really fired up to go to. I have no idea what's going to transpire out of that. I wouldn't have even known about it had we not gone, gone to this photo meetup. So all those little things matter. I also want to do a quick rapid fire for real this time, rapid fire of themes, action items, tips, tricks coming out of the episode with Tess and Nadia. Mm-hmm. Something we talked about was, of course, intention. Mm-hmm. We also talked about the head, the heart, the gut, and we did talk a little bit about the gut with Kay and Mel around Mm -hmm. trusting yourself. And I know that you brought up, you know, sometimes my gut's wrong. Sometimes I, I don't feel like I can trust myself. And I think that this investment in self, right, this investment in spending quiet time with yourself, spending time meditating or therapy or whatever the thing is that looks like you investing in yourself. I think building that muscle also builds identifying what your truth is and being able to trust that gut, that, you know, source or whatever it is that you call it, intuition. The closer I get to that place that it becomes routine is the wrong word I want. I guess I say, I could say routine ritual. That is what it is for you. You know, Mm -hmm. I think the the closer I get to that place, I think the more that my gut becomes my ally, Mm -hmm. you know, because I think that's true. Like we, you know, that, that saying is, is so prevalent, you know, trust your gut. And then I was talking to Kay Mel about that. And I was like, well, you know what? Sometimes like that scares me because sometimes my gut tells me some really bad things Mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh no. I wonder though, is, is that really your gut or is that your head via, you know, your friend anxiety? Yeah. That's why I, it's hard to, you know, like, where is this, where does the soul reside? Like, where does, what is the gut? What does that mean? Like, what is the difference between your head, your heart and your gut? Like, 
for me, that's sort of difficult to differentiate, you know, because mm-hmm. I have one voice in my head. Sure. And, you know, maybe it does represent different places, different things about me at different times. But, um, yeah, no, I think that you're right, though. Like, I, I don't know if I can trust my gut right now necessarily. But I think the more I work on myself, you know, the more, the more I work on intention and being present, um, the easier that will become to to trust what I hear. Sure, you know? sure. So... Something else we talked about was literally just be kind. Just when in doubt, be kind. Um, (laughs) Nadia fires me up because she's such a pistol. So I also wrote, don't be an egotistical dick. (laughs) Did she say say those words? She did not say those words. Is that what she talked about walking out? Yes, but just the way that she sort of conducts herself. We were talking about something like really sweet and kind and touching about be kind. The story of her wrapping her arms around this woman who's in distress. And then she's like, if I walk into your store and you don't greet me, I'm going to walk my ass out. Get the fuck out of your store. Like, she just fired me up in that way. So I think being for me that this is not only be kind, but it's also to check yourself. Like Mm -hmm. ego has a funny way of getting, you know, at the forefront of your mind or getting in between you and another person or tricking you with how you should conduct yourself or whatever it may be. So staying, you know, steadfast to being kind, but also Mm -hmm. to be reflective about what is ego doing in this situation. Mm -hmm. It can be hard to do, but I mean, that's comes back down to, to being present and to, you know, thinking before you speak. Yeah, I think think that it's presence and also kind of thoughtfulness, right? Like the understanding that you just really have no idea what someone else's life is like. Everyone else's life is equally as complex as your own. And there's just no possible way to know Mm -hmm. what someone's upbringing was, what someone's current state is, what, you know, you just don't know. And to think of that in the car when when someone, you know, almost runs you off the road is very difficult to do, Mm -hmm. but it can be done you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I want to, I want to circle back to that one last theme and then I'll, I'm going to come poke you about this. Um, <laughs> one last theme was self-care, right? Especially for men, but in general, whether it's you as an entrepreneur taking that time or you as a busy person taking that time mm-hmm. or you as you, mm-hmm. a human going about the world that a huge you know, takeaway of this entire reflective episode for me is that investment in yourself goes miles and miles. Mm-hmm. And if you're skimping out on that, you're losing a lot in other areas that you might not realize. Yeah. I don't like, I think we're too analytical nowadays. I think there's like too many metrics and things, but like that, but I do believe that there's power in, and I think you have this, you know, not trying to plug reorm, but I think that you have like the, the time audit and like, you know, be honest with yourself about the time that you're spending every day and like, look to see, are you giving yourself enough of that me time? Sure. And maybe like, sometimes maybe you're giving it, maybe you're giving yourself too much of it, you know? Um, this is, this is a point where you and I totally diverge. That's fine. I'm just taught, I'm thinking of like, I know that Donnie and I have been in a place where, you know, we feel like it was definitely, um, what were we calling it? What was it? The qual- is it, we calling it quality time? What are we talking about? Oh, self-care. Sorry. Mm-hmm. We like, we definitely believe and still do like that compute, like playing computer games together, self-care. Like that's our version of self-care. And I know that Tess was talking about, um, or Nadia, excuse me. Was, was it Nadia or Tess? Nadia was talking about, uh, pedicures. Nadia. Yeah. And to me, that's not self-care because I, I just don't really care about getting a pedicure. I know, I know where she was going with that though. And there was really a lot of power in that conversation, but for Donnie and I, it's like, you know, we played a lot of computer games back before my computer took a shit. And then we, I think we both got to the point now where we're like, okay, we were spending too much time playing games. Like, so that's my point though, is at some point, you know, and I think I'm getting down a rabbit hole here. You're talking about self-care. I I agree. I think that's really important, but I think doing that time audit and actually taking, you know, time and looking at the last week of your life and you know, how much time you spent doing these specific things can really put a lot of your life into perspective and, and it probably will, you're right. It probably will show you like, I'm not giving myself enough time to do the things that I love to do. Or perhaps like I'm, you know, this, this part of my life is suffering because I'm giving myself too much time to do this one thing that maybe I need to dial back a little bit. Basically, I'm just saying the time audit is, is a cool thing that you came up with. That's not like revolutionary, but it, it is a really cool idea. 
mm-hmm. just to see it on paper, you know? Yeah, I think that where you and I diverge around the definition of self-care mm-hmm. is I see what you're saying about playing games with Donnie is self-care in the sense that you are the benefit that you're getting out of that is you're actually deepening your connection with Donnie, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're spending time with your friend, shooting the shit, playing games, getting closer, whatever. Saving his life, you know? <laughs> okay. But but at the end of that two-hour session or six-hour session or whatever it becomes, how much better are you as a person going about the world? And that's what I mean about self-care is I'm not, mm. I'm not saying that all self-care has to be self-development, like meditation or whatever. But I am saying that for me, for my definition of self-care, there is an element of I have a finite battery to go out in the world and kick ass. And if I am not being intentional about how I recharge that battery, like for me, it's actually doing things that are 100% totally not productivity related. Like a pedicure. Like going and, you know having a cryotherapy session or going and I I mean, I don't even know if, if I think that in some ways, like me playing Tetris on the couch is self-care. And in some ways it's to my detriment, which is what you're saying that it's, it kind of has this like addictive element where you're dumping your brain with dopamine and you're like, ah, but I I just want to play like just one more match. And then three hours go by and you realize you've actually wasted time. There are, do you actually think that every single time you paid Tetris that it was a waste of time? No, no. But I'm saying that I don't know that things that have the capacity to draw you in with that biochemical addiction or rush are actually self-care. Okay. Interesting. We could spend a whole other episode talking about self-care. You could. To wrap up this episode, I want to talk about things that we are are actually going to do in our real lives Mm -hmm. moving forward and things that we're challenging you as the viewer, the listener, our friends, our strangers in our sphere to actually go do. One of them, I already said it earlier, is I'm challenging you this week to find that thing that is seeding, watering your own seed, which maybe it's therapy. Maybe it's downloading a meditation app that's free. Maybe it's watching a YouTube video. Maybe it's getting a self-development book. Another one for you specifically, mister, you talked about this presence and this understanding that everyone's lives are equally complex and taking that into consideration when someone cuts you off on the freeway. Let me just give you a brief context, a little peek behind the curtain of our marriage. If there is one time that we fight, it is in the the car. Yeah, it's true. Specifically in the car when Elliot is driving. I'm so always I'm cha- driving. I'm challenging you this Listeners, week. what would you do if, if, okay, so I drive all the time because Sam doesn't like to drive, but Sam always criticizes my driving. Don't you think that Sam should drive? Oh, I should drive. What do you think? I should drive more. She should probably drive we'll more. We'll fight less if I drive more. It's true. Sam has, Sam has trauma because she got in a car accident when she was young and her dad is also like the world's safest driver, AKA like kind of annoying, honestly doing like 55 <laughs> and a 65, you know, on the highway. Um, and you I'm just, and I'm the opposite. You just drive opposite. like a bat out of hell and you give no shit. Like and I have not been in one accident since you and I've been, that's actually not true. And it wasn't my fault. My car got, I got rear-ended. I haven't been in any accidents. I, I haven't just, got pulled over in five years, man, or six or seven, actually. Sorry. Anyway, the point we could, go, we could really go down the rabbit hole on this. The point of this is I am challenging you specifically in the next week plus to take that into consideration to drive a little bit less like a bat out of hell and a little bit more like a kind loving human yes ma'am speaking of driving in today's what what's today the seventh monday in 11 days we will be in paris and as soon as we get off the plane in paris we are going to the rental car spot and getting a car and driving straight to northern france and that will be potentially something that you and I can talk about on the next episode when people are like, oh, so, so did it, I can just, I'm just trying to um, manifest like, you know, all these comments on our YouTube videos eventually and building a community. And someone's like, so Elliot, how was, you know, how was the drive? Sam, how was the drive? Yeah, listeners, hopefully we keep can us say, accountable. Hopefully, you know, we can report that I drove really well. I'm going to get to drive standard for the first time in a really long time on the, is it, are we driving on the right side of the road? Is it the right side of the no, road? No, no, you just drive on. Wait. Regular? Like, yeah, you drive regular on the okay. right side of the road. So that should be pretty me. easy. 
It'll be fine. A little, just like a tiny little Fiat, probably. Probably. Mm-hmm. Hyped. It'll be really fun. Do you have any challenges for me? A challenge for you in the next like week? It can be whatever. Oh yeah, time definitely. Time. Stop playing Tetris while you're watching all of your videos on how to build your business. Okay. Because I'm like, what did he say right there? And you're like, oh, I don't know. I'm like, oh, so you're not actually not even listening to it. So like, what's the point of playing Tetris and watching this video that you spent tons of money on? Okay. That's my challenge to you. Stop playing, okay. stop playing Tetris when you're listening to those videos. Otherwise, have at it. You're really good at you're really good at Tetris. Honestly, I am. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm on level like 265. I do applaud you for that, but you know, just time and place. Yep, yep. I hear that. Um, that's 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 the epitome of Sam, right? Like that's how good she's doing in life, in my opinion. That my one suggestion is to maybe just stop playing Tetris a little bit less than you normally do. So yeah, that's the be- that's the best thing I could think of. We also have one for the two of us, which is in a very short period of time, we're going on a trip. In our episode with Kay and Mel, we briefly talked about Vienna. Mm-hmm. We are going to Vienna, baby. We is. So we just bought, you know, obviously for those of you watching rather than listening, we have this gigantic po- podcast setup. It's it's not um, backpacking slash carry-on bag friendly. So we just bought some wireless mics and our goal in... a an upcoming, our goal in an upcoming episode, or maybe even a couple of upcoming episodes, is mm-hmm. to really challenge ourselves to connect with the people that we meet in a country that's not our home country. We could talk about this forever. It is really hard to meet people. I really think that I'm here as a. I'm thinking about myself as like an entrepreneur, in, and I'm I'm gonna obviously relate this to exactly to what you're talking about but like coming here and like knowing where to go to like meet people to build friendships and build my business like it's overwhelming a lot of the time it's overwhelming like I think about Albuquerque and how easy it is to go back like I it's not overwhelming because I have so many established connections and relationships you know I can meet people through all these other people that I know not the same here um and we're getting there um and we're taking this three-week vacation to Europe that we've been saving so much so much for saving up for so long for her, and I've been planning it for so long and it's almost here and that's really exciting I'm really proud of us and um I was just telling Sam like how can we I think it's like the grass is greener thing like I'm always thinking that something is you know it's you always want what you don't have right and I'm like you know we have great times on vacation but like what can we like how can we have a better time like how can we have a better time than just like you know, getting up and going to a coffee shop and then like walking around and taking some photos and then getting lunch and then doing the same thing every single day. Like, and I'm like, what do other people do? Like, how do you have more fun? Like, what do we, you know, what are we supposed to do? And I think that the podcast has offered like this very unique opportunity for us in, in Europe that we always had, but now like, it's like this new door, this new perspective. It's like, okay, like now we have a reason to want to meet new people to interview, to get perspective. You know, like mm-hmm. we really want to, we really want to know more about these places that we've never been, you know, languages that we, that we don't know and people we don't understand. And And we also want to poke a little bit deeper at this question around, you know, we talked about America being an individualistic society that really does applaud and encourage that. What does it look like for other countries, for other societies, for other people who've grown up in a totally different cultural background? How does, how does human connection look to them? Right. So we're trying to find ways to do that. And I think that like, there's like, you know, um, Airbnb, like the, the experiences, like people have been basically saying like people that have our friends that have been Europe are saying like, take the free guided tours, mm-hmm. walking tours. That's a really good way to meet people. Um, class was saying like, stay in a hostel. We're not really doing that. But he said that was really great. way, great way to meet people. Airbnb, there's, there are experiences that you can buy or that are free. Um, and so we're like, we're really trying to take ourselves out of our comfort zone and, and meet people that, you know, live in those areas and also maybe meet some expats, meet some Americans that mm-hmm. live there and get their perspective. And, um, I don't know if you guys know who, who Nathaniel Drew is, but he's a, he's a YouTuber, um, content creator. And he was in Vienna and one of his episodes quite a while ago, he kind of did the same thing. He went to Vienna and he wanted to learn more about the people in Vienna and his, his pot, his, I love Nathaniel Drew. One of our manifestations, one of our meditations is that we will get to meet him and he lives in Paris. We'll get to meet him and interview him somehow. Um, he's a busy guy. He's, you know, pretty popular on YouTube. You can, he, yeah. You can find him on YouTube he, at Nathaniel Drew. <laughs> he might not, he might not be there, but we really think that this, this podcast would, would resonate quite a bit with him. 
um, he's just looking for, you know, for, for human connection and mm-hmm. looking to find out what life is like, what, yeah. what does it mean? What are we doing here? And, uh, so that's been like a definitely a source of inspiration for mm-hmm. us we're doing really, this in, in Europe. We're really inspired by his quest to answer really big questions. Mm-hmm. And I think that there aren't many, you know, he, he asks kind of a lot of questions in different ways related to the hum- human experience. Mm-hmm. And it's very similar kind of to what we're, we're trying to do here. We're seeking to answer one specific question about like human connection and its effect on our overall happiness, our overall experience. So if you have any connections to Nathaniel Drew and you can get us in contact. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was thinking about that while you're talking. It's like, well, none of this is released yet. So I don't know if you know audience, but like I'm like crippling anxiety around like starting a new venture and then like seeing it like, okay, like what is our logo going to look on Instagram? Like what is the thumbnail going to look like? Like what is our brand going to look like? Like how, like how are we going to post? What is our marketing strategy? You know, what do these reels, what are they supposed to look like? Like what kind of questions can we ask our audience? All those things really overwhelm me. And I'm thinking like this would be a good opportunity, even though we don't have any episodes, it'd be a good opportunity to like make the Instagram page live and to ask people what kind of questions they would want to hear us ask people in Europe, Hmm. you know, just to get some ideas, some some differing perspectives from different people that we know or don't even know that have just caught the um, Instagram page by, uh, by surprise. So yeah, I think there's gonna be a lot of that. I want hopefully a lot of audience interaction, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. questions that we didn't think of that we could, we could ask folks that we don't know yet. Mm -hmm. So that's exciting. I I fully plan on that being our next, maybe it's not like in chronological order, of the next episode that we do, but I fully plan on that being at least the next in this season episode or second episode mm-hmm. that we have, which will be people in Europe, some We're new really friends that we make. About that. Yeah. yeah. So taking all of those nuggets, piece of pieces of advice, action items, challenges, both for us, we're taking those moving forward, thinking about them in the next couple of weeks, but we also challenge you. Let us know how it goes. Shoot us a DM, send us an email. We want to know. What did you challenge yourself to do? How did it work out for you? Sam and I want to thank you so much for listening to Something More Human. If you're enjoying the podcast and want to support us, there are plenty of no-cost, minimal effort ways you can do so. For starters, you can subscribe to the show on your favorite listening platform. You can leave us a five-star review, drop us a comment with a topic you'd like to hear us discuss in an upcoming episode, and you can also keep up with us on Instagram and TikTok. Give us a follow there at Something More Human. Thanks so much. Thank you.